Welcome to the Lindsay and Tony podcast, where we talk about spirituality, business, and life experiences. In this podcast, we're bringing our private conversations to you. We believe that it's through discussion, action, and reflection that true change occurs. Hi guys, welcome to episode 57. This episode is all about the four things I learned from my annual retreat. Tony and I talk about our experience at my psychic medium retreat. This is for people that are wanting to attend a retreat and what to look for, but also this is for people that are thinking of putting on their own retreat. So we hope you enjoyed the show, but before we let you listen, I just want to give a little shout out um, to let you know that my psychic medium retreat, business retreat, is actually coming up this April, April 9th to the 12th, 2019. This is specifically for my Unlock Your Inner Medium mediumship mentor students or my psychic medium online business students so if you haven't got that information just go to lindsaymarino.com we hope you enjoy the show hi guys welcome back we're so excited that you're here today's episode is all about the four things that i learned from having my annual retreat and this is something that's important for people that are either thinking of attending a retreat or they're thinking of running their own retreat. And Tony and I have talked about this episode for a while off and on because ever since I launched my first psychic medium retreat three years ago, each year when I'm promoting it or I'm at the retreat or after I come back, I'm getting tons and tons of messages from people asking questions and I can't keep up with it. And it's actually taking away energy from me doing other things in my business or even being there for my students. So I thought we gotta make an episode about this so I could just direct everyone to this video. And in the end, I know you and I talked about it. I need to do like some little free mini course or, um, or even a video, uh, a video program. And that's exactly it. People tell us, we keep on hearing the same things over and over, and then you know what podcast episode to make, and then you know what courses to make, right. and what resources people need yeah. in order to learn more about whatever they're trying to learn about. That's so. so true. If you have a problem, create a solution, and that's exactly what Tony was like, listen, this problem keeps coming up because you can't keep up with the messages, and I'm like, yeah, I need to use that. Yeah, so for those of you trying to figure out how to create content, there's a little clue there. Just look right. at the issues that you keep hearing about or people keep inboxing you over and create something. Create from it. educational videos or episode, podcast mm -hmm. episodes about it. Right. So I feel like the first one is the most important thing. And I know t Tony and I talk about this daily the power behind a mastermind. So I don't know if you want to go into this first one about the power. Yeah, so going specifically with Lindsay's retreat. So. I've, this will be my second year in a row that I'm helping Lindsay at her retreat mm -hmm. and um, actually teaching too. So I, I teach at the retreat and then I also help out with pretty much everything else yes. that Lindsay needs help with to make sure that um, everything runs smoothly. So the power of the mastermind. So the first time I came across this, which a lot of people know who listen to our podcast, mm -hmm. is when I came across the book Think and Grow Rich. And yes. he has a, Napoleon Hill has a whole chapter about mastermind mm -hmm. and in fact I think it's exactly called Mas the power of the I mastermind the or mastermind and um, it's one of the keys to success and it says that whenever two or more people start to collaborate 
over one purpose and they start to work harmoniously with each other, it starts to tap into the universal mind or God. And then pretty much it starts to create magical miracles, epiphany moments, and a lot of growth. And that's exactly what I experienced when I was at Lindsay's retreat was exactly that. I was surrounded by all of these beautiful souls who were highly intuitive, psychic mediums. They all knew that they were psychic mediums because obviously it was a mediumship retreat that Lindsay did. And it was just sharp minds. And I felt like I've always been highly intuitive. And I've over the last several years, I've been really focused on the mediumship part. Well, actually the last eight years since I met Lindsay, I started to tap into the mediumship part where I'm like tapping into past loved ones and all of that. And I would say over that weekend, I grew more than I've ever grown in any period of time before. Yeah. I know I've, I saw a transformation with you and it's funny because we were both teaching at it. That's a thing. And, and there was transformation that takes place when, so if you are a teacher or you're thinking of attending a retreat, I think that you should look at that as, first of all, who is running the retreat? You feel pulled to that energy or what kind of retreat are you actually going to for your because this is a mastermind so is it an educational retreat is it a relaxing retreat is it a yoga retreat um is it a a thing where i know i've heard of silent retreats where you don't talk the whole time think about that when you're going into this because this is a complete mastermind where no matter what something is going to shift with the people that you are surrounding yourself with that's exactly what's going to happen right and we and i talked about how it's two or more people together mm -hmm. well you know everybody's different so yeah. if you're just going with random people like Lindsay said you have to be choosy and picky about who you're pulled to yeah. um because you know you can't just go with anybody and it's going to have the same effect yeah the person who runs a retreat it's just like any business the person leading the business or leading the organization creates the culture and holds the space the energetic space and that's what i notice so with the power of the mastermind, the more that the energetic space is a safe space, like it mm -hmm. feels safe. Like, you know, like when you're in classrooms in high school or you might've gone to seminars, um, you know, small group seminars to where you feel safe with the instructor that you could f ask questions without them making you look like you're stupid. Yeah. And that's what I believe is a confident instructor mm -hmm. or somebody who's very secure in themselves or somebody who could create that space to where everybody feels safe because yes. they're confident so then it bleeds over to everybody else um, being confident about the subject at hand. And in yeah. this case, it's, um, it was the mediumship. Right. And I think for me and Tony, I mean, I don't know. It's funny because we know each other, of course, so well. But we're, we're introverts. So we do need time to recharge. We don't really recharge off of other people. Like it's nice to be surrounding with, surrounded with other people, but we recharge by being alone too. So there right. is a balance. Most of our recharging comes from being alone. Right. And with this, with my specific retreat is that's how I put it out there. So kind of getting into getting very focused on the students. I think we should go to the next one. Yeah, so this goes to number two, because the yeah. mastermind is, it goes, it starts to talk about the students and the people that are involved in the retreat. Right, so the, the number two thing was, for me, was the learning piece that I was so focused on my students and who I wanted to be at the retreat that I only limit it to people that I've worked with online before. So they could be a, a member of my Unlock Your Inner Medium mentorship programs, or they could be a psychic medium business student. And that's how I wanted to do the retreat. Some people do retreats and they let anyone go, and that's great too. And there might be a point in time where I do that. I know 
I've been asked from people. We keep getting asked. And I think there'll still be a filtering system for right. that. Some sort of application that, that way. Come through. Going back to the mastermind part, you want it to be like high quality. Like everybody's high can be high quality, but you want it to be people who's ready for it and open exactly. to it. And you know, they have this, to be ready for the transformation. Right, ready, ready to receive it. And I think if if you're gonna sign up for something, that's really important to focus in on who you're surrounding yourself with. Is it targeted? Is it something that you you don't need to really be guided in a certain way? You just want to show up and get away for for the place. So with number two, just to re-say kind of what you said. Mm-hmm. Well, in a different way, um, focus on the students is number two. Is what you learned from running your own retreat, right? Focus on the students and the power of that. Yeah. How powerful it is, focusing on the students and keeping the retreat about the students. It's the same as, so Lindsay and I, a lot of you know that we are both teachers in the public school systems. It's the same thing in the classroom. The focus is about the students. It's not about, oh, hey, look at me, the leader, look how smart I am, look how right. many cool things I could do. It's no, the focus is on the student and helping everybody involved, which includes every student involved, um, have the most growth, po- growth possible in Mm -hmm. the weekend yes that's so true and i think the big thing that actually goes with focusing on the students was me preparing before we even went to the retreat so christina my sister she was my very first helper and she always says i want to come back and i want to attend the retreat again um but one of the things that she did was since she was an event coordinator before she said you need to sit down with the schedule and i said well i go off of you know what i'm guided intuitively she's like no we need to write a schedule so that we have an idea of you know what's going to be done and it was great that we did that because i could focus more on my attention on the students in the way of okay is the flow going exactly as planned um what do i need to give them now for me personally when i create things for my students i create it from a space of what would i have needed at this time or what would i want attending something like this so for me personally when i built you know, the schedule and started to think of what would be included in the retreat, I started to think about times where we could recharge while being with groups. So having that break time where you don't feel like you're on top of everyone, because that's a big thing. If you're going to be, you know, whether it's at a center or a house with a group of people, you want to make sure that there's some time where you have outlets to do things alone too and not feel guilty being alone for that time. So I built it into the schedule. Right, because people, everybody needs their alone time. And especially with yeah. the people that you're you're dealing highly with. Highly sensitive people. Highly sensitive people, you need your alone time. That's yeah. the time that you recharge and then you're able to come back, you know, and eat dinner with people or do another activity and be fully present without right. thinking about, oh, I need to get out of here to recharge. Yeah. Which, I, which is kind of a waste of time. So it's like it's valuable to, to have that built in there. Right. So you could really maximize every other activity that you do throughout the retreat. Mm-hmm. And you can focus in on if you are doing this retreat and you've already done a class and this is like a continued piece to the class where they could have an advanced piece. Think about how you can complement the class that you already had. And that's what I do. We do a lot of practices um on online in spirit circles when we practice the mediumship stuff and then my business class you know that i'm constantly um talking about energy behind the business and now that's an added piece to my retreat is the intentional piece of business so that we can actually have a conversation and feel comfortable talking about it and being able to share in a safe place and create 
visions of what is to come even after leaving the retreat. I know Diane, I always think of her when she came to the retreat last year. Um, I've talked to her. I feel like my students are my family and I talk to them even after the retreat and she actually quit her job. How long was she working for that? It, it was a long, a long time. time. Yeah, it was a career. It was her career. It was her career. And at the retreat, it wasn't anything like that we did. It was her going inward on her journey and getting messages during that time. And that's the powerful thing about certain retreats that you go on. You can take time to actually think for yourself. You're not being told what to think. Right. And I think it was that's important. what everybody did, including Diane and everybody that was part of the retreat. At least I could speak from the one last year. I wasn't at the first one, yeah. but the one from last year, um, it was everybody that was involved that really made it possible for people like Diane and everybody involved to have those breakthroughs. It's true. And that's what happened. And it's, it was, and it's, your, Lindsay's retreat was only from what, Friday, Friday, Friday till Monday. Monday morning. But it seems like, it seems like it went by quick, but it also seems like, like some of the people, I actually all of the people I met for the first time, except for Martina. Oh yeah. But everybody yeah, else I met for the first time and I, now looking back, I feel like I've known them for 20 I years. Know. And I think that's what happens when you're in a powerful space. I don't think any of them met in person. Like a lot of those people, I two of those students, and they it was Elizabeth and Stacy, and Stacy's coming back for this year. They had never physic, they never met in person. They met online in my class because they were in class together. But they said that the moment they met, they felt like they were like sisters. They had known each other forever, and everyone else met for the first time. But isn't it funny how? It's not even funny, it's normal. That energy attracts energy, very similar energy together, and you start to connect and you feel comfortable and you just mesh well with with groups. That's what happens every year. It they is, feel like they've known is, each other forever, even if they never met. Right, because everybody that ends up going is supposed to be there. Yeah, yeah. So should we go to number three? Yes. So the um, energy of your location. So this is a big thing. Location could be the environment that you're going in. It could be the country, it could be the state. It could be if it's by the mountains or the ocean or where else is there a possibility where it could be it Any could be place anywhere. on in the world, any yeah. place in the world. The location has to do with the 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 specific house right. to all the surroundings to even I would say the local coffee shops and restaurants and all that too mm -hmm. because that adds to the overall the experience, the overall vibe. Yeah, so with the location, there's tons of people out there doing retreats and they actually go to a retreat center. So if you are putting on a retreat or you're attending a retreat, there might be some more freedom there if you do it at a retreat center. I've never done it at a retreat center, but they have separate rooms. So you might have, um, you know, multiple spots to have like two or three people sleep in one room or you get your own room as an option. And then you might have a cafeteria where you could walk through a line or you get served and that sort of thing where you don't have to figure out anything extra when it comes to food, which sounds a lot easier than figuring out the details of um, getting everything situated when it comes to who's staying in what room. It's almost like they go through the retreat center. So that's what I've heard but I haven't done it like that. Um, 
And then there's another option where you could actually find a retreat house. Now, there's some people that say it's actually cheaper to do retreats out of the country. Like if you go to Greece, if you're putting on a, a retreat, it could be cheaper than doing something in the US. It just depends where it is. So that's something to think about what the scene is, what the look and the environment and the feeling is. Right. And, and it's, I think that just goes with really, if you just think about environment and how Lindsay, you and I, we understand the power of environment yeah. and how valuable that is. So going back to the book, The Biology of Belief, mm -hmm. I'll keep bringing that book up. I love that book. Until the day I die, because I believe in everything that Bruce Lipton studied in that book. Yeah. And it just reminded me of how powerful it is, like the people that are surrounding you, the actual house that mm -hmm. you're in. So like I think some houses have residual energies and then yeah. the actual people that built the house, I think there's energy behind all of it. The location adds to the energy. Right. So like all of that is affecting you at the deepest level of your soul. So um, that's, that's all we can really say about that. So the location is just like, I, I think the energy of your location, when we're talking about this, keep in mind of the person running the, running the um, retreat too. Right. So just the, Retalk about you know what we've been emphasizing the the person leading the retreat like is part of that energy is part of that energy because you could have you could have the perfect location the perfect house mm -hmm. the perfect everything but if you have somebody leading it who it does not I don't know how to say this but does not have resonate. does not have like the best intentions and you know is not really there because they want to serve you 100% it's maybe 50 50 or even worse um, it's gonna affect it so I think. You just have to take all of those yeah. elements into consideration. And I want to tell you the story. I've shared this story before about how I found my, my retreat house. It was actually an interesting story because I woke up one morning and I was just, I did not plan on doing the mediumship retreat at all. Like that's not what my first retreat was going to be. That would come later. My first retreat I was thinking of doing was an intuitive retreat. I don't know if you remember this. But I do. I kept on thinking, oh, I'll do it, you know, at a different point. And then I just got this overwhelming feeling of like jumping out of my skin that this is what I need to do now. So I went online because I had this overwhelming feeling, searched around, and I knew the energy behind where I wanted to be. I knew that feeling and I thought, well, I'll start with looking in Florida. And I kept on finding houses that were in Florida that were big and that looked pretty, but the energy was off. And I knew I wanted a retreat with only 10 students because I just wanted it to be an intimate gathering. And that's something to think about too. And what happened was I was searching so much where I wasn't showering. I was, um, I remember it was like 3 a.m. And I was thinking, I'm not finding anything. This is more frustrating. But I wanted to trust that inner pull. And I actually heard a voice in my, in my head say, stop looking. And I thought, what? Stop looking? I was just guided to find the space. And after that happened, um, I immediately had this this message or this feeling you need to go on Pinterest and have fun with it start getting clear on you know what you want so I just had fun and I started just going on there and pinning different things and the moment I saw this one picture I showed you the picture um, it was the picture of the room that I sleep in at the retreat I felt so pulled to it I clicked on it and after clicking on it, it led me to a blog site. And from that blog site, it led me to a realtor. And from that realtor, I figured out the details with the retreat house. So there's a lot of steps that went involved with it. 
once I got in touch with the, the company, immediately I just had goosebumps everywhere because the the house that I feel like found me really um, means spirit wind and it's it's Sereru. I don't know if I'm pronouncing it right, but it's actually on Native American land. So I felt so connected to this house where I had to be there with my students and teach in that house. And it's beautiful, but it's not even just it being beautiful. It's you could feel when you walked in, what did you feel like? It is, but there's a lot of lessons inside this story and they're yeah. popping out at me as you, you were talking about them. And, I'm so and really the lesson is you followed your own instinct. Mm -hmm. You followed your intuition. So this is going to number, number four. four. Let's let's kind of go in yes. number four as I'm talking about this. So number four is to create from your own soul. Yeah. And that's what, it, when that story that Lindsay was just talking about, you heard and you could see and you could, in the way she's describing it, your intuition and the moments that you just knew that you knew, you were creating from your own soul. And when you do that, it just, you, the finished product has a different energy about it yeah. compared to the opposite. So you create it from your own soul, you let go and you started to just have fun. That's true. So instead of like, oh, I gotta make this happen, because like we live in the society right now to where you have a lot of entrepreneurs and a lot of mentors out there teaching people to like hustle all day long and to do this yeah. over and over and they get the wrong idea about it. And a lot of these mentors mean well and um, a lot of these mentors are saying are meaning something different and then people are taking it, oh I need to I need to work all day long right. and make it happen. Yeah, I don't believe so I that. think like from your story it you just learn like look, the universe said, Hey look, just stop it and you knew, let me go on Pinterest, let me have fun, let me use my imagination. Yes. The it, basics. It was a totally different spin on the energy. And connect. It's alignment. It's intention. intention mm -hmm. The power of intention, which Dr. Dyer talks a lot about. Right. So when you use your imagination and you, you connect in that way, you start to align with whatever you're focusing on. Yeah. And not only with whatever you're focusing on. I think what you did too, Lindsay, was you allowed the universe to start to say, hey, you need to go here. You need to go here. So instead of you making the choices, it wasn't really Lindsay making the choices, but it was Lindsay. So it's like yeah. a paradox. So I think there's an art to it. And that's why I always tell Lindsay she needs a whole course about this because mm -hmm. it's just so, to really get this. I know my students are, my business students are asking. You could take a lot of the information. That's why coaching is so valuable too because it just, it brings you along the way. So, but the whole point of this is creating from your soul. And I think that story beautifully portrayed somebody yeah. who was cre creating in, from their soul. And there's a difference between creating from your soul or actually having the human mind step in and say, well, I'm guided to do this, but really you're not guided to do it. Your human mind is is saying you should do it. Exactly. Does that make sense? It does make sense because what do a lot of us do when we go to do something big? When we go to start a business or say we go to franchise a McDonald's, for example, what are you gonna do? You're just gonna go franchise McDonald's? No. You're gonna study the franchise mm -hmm. industry, you're gonna do all that. So what a lot of people end up doing um, is they'll, you know, say they're gonna do a retreat, they start studying retreats and they start doing all this and then they get lost in everybody else's retreat. And yeah. Growing up, it's an unconscious impulse that we all have to try to be like everybody else. Because growing up, what do you, what do the teachers teach us? Everybody stand in a line. Everybody do this, and mm -hmm. if you act different, you're weird. And so everybody wants to be. So when people go and they start a retreat, they look at everybody else's. 
they think they have to be like everybody else. So then they unconsciously start making choices and then all of a sudden they have the same retreat as somebody else. And it's not really, it didn't really come from them. Yeah, it's a different spin on the energy. And I think the reason why I do what I do with all of my programs and the retreat is because I want it to feel different and I want it to feel like it's coming from my soul and it's it flows in a way that, even down to the food, like even the things that I have included in it. Every little detail. Every detail that I've put in the retreat is from my soul where I, spirit-led, soul-led, a mixture of, of all of it, that it's so close to me that I don't know how to describe it. It's like my little baby, you know? So number one, study the foundations of creating a retreat. There's not, nothing wrong with that, mm -hmm. you know, getting some ideas. It's kind of like I always uh, compare it to teaching in the classroom. So yeah. study the foundations of being a good teacher, but then that's not going to make you be a good teacher. What's going to make you be a good teacher is you uniquely yeah. using who you are right. and teaching how you as an individual yeah. are the only person that could teach that way. So I think the retreat's the same way. Yeah. And the funny thing is, I never attended a retreat. I never ever had, I had no clue what went into it. And I just did what I felt, but I understand what you're saying mm -hmm. because you can look at, okay, how can I get my messages from what I'm supposed to do? And I feel like there is a big difference between intuitively getting something and your human mind getting in the way. There is, and that's why you have a course over it. That's why I eventually yeah. want to create a course specifically for that because it's such a subject that you and I both struggle with at times. We're getting really good at it because we've, we're obsessed like with the subject. When I think too much about something, if I think, oh, does this feel right? Or um, does it, I don't know. I just feel it in my character. Like, does that feel right? Yeah, I know and you it just doesn't know. feel right. Yeah. So it's very quick. It's a feeling. You know, your soul knows. And you trust it. And at the end of the day, I think what you and I are really good at and people who really start to master their intuition and what they're really good at is after a couple of days, I mean, at least it'll sink in and you do know, like you allow that process yeah. to happen to where some people, they might not because like you get this idea of like what sounds good and you, you just get stuck on it. Yeah. And I think that happens with a lot of different things. Yeah. It's so easy to get put you put yourself in a box by looking at what everything else is going on around right. you. But there's so many beautiful things that you can add to your retreat that are so different that nobody would ever think of because if you can tune in and feel into it, you'll really open up. You won't limit yourself. Also, I feel like another thing, even down to the music, I actually have music throughout the whole entire yeah, weekend. every part of it, every part of... And that's just what I do and... I think that if I gave you examples of the things that I put in my retreat naturally without you even wanting to, it would come up where you're like, oh, I like that idea. I'm going to go do it. But when you put it out into the retreat, the essence of it does not feel the same because it's not coming from you. Does that make sense? Not that people can't use music, but I'm just saying if I say, well, for my, my thing, I would make sure I do this specific thing with the food. It's just going to be like, you're going to say, oh, that's a great idea. I want to do it. It sounds good. Yeah. And but it's okay it was, to, it's okay to, to take other people's ideas if they're good ideas and use them. But, but I think a, what you're, I'm saying the intention and the energy behind things. I think what that's you're what saying to people with. really is, yeah, they have to have integrity themselves. Are you really, is this really you? Or is this because you're either one getting lazy because you just want to slap things together and make money or you just want to have a say, look, I got a retreat. Look, yeah. look at my retreat or two um, for some other reason. But it's really, 
you're the own individual they know if it's their integrity if it's really coming from them right and i'm thinking like you know when you make a recipe so my mom could make chicken parmesan and i can make chicken parmesan but there's a different energy behind the way she makes the chicken parmesan it could be the same exact recipe but when i was little my my mom would make peanut butter and jelly i'm like that's the best peanut butter jelly ever someone else could make it it just didn't taste the same do you know what i mean yeah it's all everybody's unique and it's like personality it's It's all stuff out just being you like really just being who you are and doing that i think that's the theme of all of our episodes and our podcast is like and that's our number one thing we're doing is learning how to just like be us you know like me like all these years um i felt insecure at different times to be me like you feel like you're gonna be put down or it's like scary it's vulnerable being you all the way but I think you just have to be vulnerable. The more there's there's a lot of power in being vulnerable with everything you do. It's true. So we should probably close this out. Right. So the whole to recap everything, be yourself, put your own energy into your retreat or if you are attending a retreat, feel into it and if your soul is pulling you there, don't put it off. Just allow yourself to welcome it and receive it and and take that time for yourself because that energy will come right back to you. We hope you enjoyed this episode as much as we did. If you liked it, leave a five-star review on iTunes. And remember, subscribe to our YouTube channel too. If you can think of anyone else that would love this episode, share it with them right now on social media or email. And remember, getting results is a process of learning, applying, and reflecting. Stay consistent and continue to grow every day.